All right, so you are back with Big Raj on Show Me the Spread. The NFL season is right upon us. We are two weeks away. So I recorded an episode with Mike and Pags. Unfortunately, Cam Newton was released less than 24 hours later. I personally picked the Patriots to make the playoffs this year and earn a wild card spot. I don't know exactly how I feel about that right now, uh, considering that they're going to throw a rookie quarterback to the fire. But Mac Jones has looked really good. He's a polished guy. He was in college for a long time. I'm really interested to see where this goes with Cam. We talk about the fact that Cam wasn't vaccinated, had the whole COVID situation. Bill Belichick likes to be in control. He doesn't like surprises, and that's something that unfortunately, because of the NFL's policy right now, could really get in the way. Cam Newton moves on. He is let go. There's already interest uh, by Dallas, supposedly. He would be a good backup for Dak. Obviously, Dak coming back from that injury. Cam still being a mobile quarterback. Not as accurate as Dak, but his shoulder did look better than it was, and he's now two years removed from that really bad shoulder injury that he had in the Steelers game. Actually, three years removed from that. So, maybe there is a little bit left in the tank. In terms of the Patriots, now Mac Jones plus 600 to win Rookie of the Year. I think that's really interesting considering the weapons that New England added in the offseason. And I still like the Pats at plus 320. If the odds are the same, I need to see if they're updated to make the wild card. I still think that's a really good team. And Mac Jones looks like a very accurate passer. He was great in Alabama, and he has the weapons. I think Belichick is going to build that accurate system that he ran with Tom Brady. I'm still in on New England. I'm a little bit less in because I did like the idea of Cam starting the year, but we both did predict that it could really become Mac Jones' team sooner rather than later. So we will see how New England steps up. We will see if this will lessen the gap with Miami. Now you have two Alabama quarterbacks going at it. Tua, Mac Jones. That'll be an interesting little fight there between uh, the Dolphins and the Patriots. But excited. We're doing all AFC over-unders. Coming up next. Show me the money. I need to feel you, Jerry. Show me the money. Jerry, you better yell. Show me the money. All right, so we are back with Out of State. Show me the spread. We're doing AFC over-unders. We got Mike coming in all the way from still sunny. Oh, you're drinking the Red Bull? Sunny New Jersey. It's already, I think you had some flooding around there. We had some flooding, a real big storm last weekend. It was wild. It was crazy, but, you know, we survived. We was get it by wild, though? Here. Was it really wild? It was flooded around here. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Okay. Was pretty yeah, bad. You're, in, you're like in the Bayonne like, border, so like there it gets pretty flooded. I was but in like, Hoboken. Not the good way, like on Migos songs, because with ice, <laughs> I mean, literally, you're drowning in water. I was, literally, I was literally drowning. I was in Hoboken when the storm started, went out for my boy's birthday. By the time we left, every fucking street around where my car was parked was flooded. It took me a good hour to get home that flooded, day. Flooded, flooded. Yeah. Flooded, flooded. Ice. All right, we also got Pags. Pags is back here trying to represent the Dolphins, I think. I think that's why he's here trying to defend them because he doesn't know how we're going to talk about them, and he wants to make sure that he could defend Tua's honor. What, what, 305 in the house? Uh, but, yeah, no, clearly I'm outnumbered here. I've got – I'm staring at a Giants jersey and then a Rutgers jersey right next to me. So, uh, yo, uh, New Jersey, stand up. You're yes. represented tonight. <laughs> you are we being represented We are tonight. very much, but I don't like any of the New Jersey teams. And you'll find out whether I like the Jets or not. Based on their history, you probably can make a good assumption that I don't. 
Uh, so we're going to do uh, over-unders the entire uh, AFC. We're going to go through all four divisions. We're going to talk about divisional odds. Uh, we're going to talk about Super Bowl odds. And we're also going to include some props that we have for certain players, uh, whether it's most touchdowns uh, or regular props like uh, over-under on yards. So we'll kick it off with the AFC East. We're excited. It's a, a big division, maybe with three playoff teams, depending how you look at it. Mike, you want to start us off? Yeah, we'll get started with, obviously, the favorite. A favorite of mine from last season. It took me a little bit of time to get into them. Uh, but thanks to Rob. Why are you getting – see, why are you already saying things like that? Why are you getting into them? <laughs> why are you trying to get into the Bills? Um, mistake. Stop trying to get into I, Josh. I, I, didn't, I didn't know we were going to bring up Deshaun Watson this early in the show. But... <laughs> Wait, oh, is, is, get... Poor Deshaun. <laughs> is this show is, is this show me the spread or get me to spread? Uh, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna we have to cut that one out. We're gonna cut that one out. <laughs> what the fuck did I just hear? Uh, the Bills over for the season eleven, with the over being the favorite at minus one sixty, under plus a hundred to win the division minus one fifty. So obviously the favorite of the division. Raj, talk to me about the Bills. So I love the Bills. Uh, I think last year they were, you know, the second best team in the AFC, and it was a pretty wide difference. Uh, they obviously, they beat Baltimore in the second round last year. We had tied at half. We did. We nailed tied at half for, uh, for Bills-Ravens. I think they ended up winning that game uh, 17-3. But, yeah, man, Josh Allen took a huge leap. Uh, Stephon Diggs was what he needed. That defense uh, was strong and played well all year until they met the buzzsaw that was the Chiefs. Uh, mm -hmm. But then the Chiefs obviously end up, getting uh, completely annihilated by Tampa. But we'll, there's no reason to cry today and go over past losses uh, of my gambling history. So for the Bills, I love them to go 12-5. and five. I think they could even win 13 games. So I actually like the Bills over of 11. I think worst case, they are 11 and you push. But secretly, the bet that I think is even better is take the Bills just to win the division. Even if the Patriots and Dolphins have best-case scenario seasons, I don't see them getting past 11. I have a tough time seeing them getting to 10, Pats or Dolphins. The Bills, I think, are pretty locked in at 11. They have a top-five quarterback. We already know how dangerous the receiving core is. They have a good offensive line, and they're finding something. They're building on a team that made a deep run two years back-to-back -back in the playoffs. So... I love Buffalo, and I think this is a team that you could look at potentially to win the Super Bowl at 12-1. to 1. Uh, We'll touch on the, the FanDuel boost that they have right now where you can lay up to 200 bucks uh, on any team in the NFL to win the Super Bowl. And you get $20 back for every win they have over the 17-game season. So Buffalo's not a bad pick there. They win 11 games. You make 20 bucks, and now they win a Super Bowl you could obviously hit for, you know, 2,400. But I just think the, the, the team as a whole has just been impressive. They were uh, fourth in DVOA last year. I don't see any way they got worse. I'm worried about the whole COVID situation. Cole Beasley, he doesn't want to get vaxxed. And some of those players, I think, ultimately are going to end up missing games. And it could happen depending on the situation. That's what kind of worries me a little bit about Lamar. But we'll get into the Ravens later. But love the Bills. Love the over. Uh, but more than anything, I'd say lay the wood on the division, minus 150, throw 1,500 to win 1,000. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. Are you going to lay the full chalk for minus 150, um, or would you put it in a parlay, two-leg parlay? Because minus 150 is not bad. But, yeah, as you were saying, love the Bills for this season. You don't well, forget. Good, well, I'll, I guess I'll throw this in there, too. The good parlay to include with that is if you do Bills and Chiefs to both win their division, that's mm -hmm. plus 124. See, on my copy. So I love that, too. Yeah. 
So maybe you take the Bills over because you still like them to win 11 games and you take Bills and Chiefs uh, to win the division. Maybe you take both. Maybe you double sprinkle on Buffalo. I wouldn't be shocked if they were the best team in the AFC this year. I still think Casey's better, but I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah, I agree with both you guys, um, I, I, except for the loving the Bills thing. I do not love the Bills uh, being a Dolphin fan. And being someone who uh, is not uh, rich and has to pay them on a monthly basis. But <laughs> I do love the over on 11 games for the Bills. And, yeah, look, I, I feel like it's almost a lock that the Bills are going to win that division. Uh, this, this isn't a flash-in-the-pan team. Uh, they've got uh, an MVP-caliber quarterback now with Josh Allen. Stephon Diggs is a true number one receiver. And, I mean, they've been a team that's shown constant improvement for a couple years now. So that's yeah. usually the telltale sign of a team that's for real. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, I love the over on the Bills, as much oh. as it pains me to say. Don't yeah, forget the Diggs. Just to do the last recap, they have at Tampa, at Kansas City, at New Orleans, at Tennessee, at Atlanta. Um, and then, obviously, they have the divisional games where they have to travel to uh, hot-ass Miami. And they have to travel to New England to play the Patriots. So they do have some tough road games. But even if they go, let's say, 500 in that, I don't see them losing more than one game at home. Their toughest of home game uh, non-conference is maybe Washington, maybe Indianapolis. And then I think they're better than Miami and New England. So I could see the Bills easily this year running the table at home and their only losses being on the road. So yeah, love the over. One quick thing I do want to add is that the Bills, if you are going to find a reason for worry with them, is that the Bills are the least vaccinated team in the NFL. So not sure how much of a factor that's going to end up playing, but I think it's worth noting. Yeah, they'll probably, hopefully they catch up. Never forget Stephon Diggs at the end of uh, division championship, watching the Chiefs get the trophy, staying on the field to watch them. It's motivating. It's beautiful. Do you watch that sometimes to motivate yourself? Yeah, dude. Okay, I'd love, to see, I'd love to see the opposition win. I just stand there and watch, hoping that somebody's taking a photograph of me from behind, you know? But, yeah, no, beautiful. Wait, I know beautiful. you're waiting for a lot of things from behind. We should move on. Uh, you know, Tony Robbins is what does it for me. I, whenever I need a quick pet, you know? <laughs> we're, we're going back to get me to spread, huh? You're going to have to do a lot yes, of editing. We're back. Yeah, we're going to have to make a dual show, two shows. <laughs> um, 11 wins. You guys feel good about the extra game in the season? Yeah, yeah, 17 game season gives them the ability. That's why 12 and 5 is what I wrote down. I think mm-hmm. they can even go 13 and 4. Uh, but I think 12 and 5 is is uh pretty much a lock for them and they have them listed as the 27th easiest easiest strength of schedule based on last year's records, which that can obviously uh it's not, a bit of a skew. Yeah, it's not always an exact yeah. science, but still that's showing you that they're playing teams who were inferior last season. I think the, the Bills ranked number one in DVOA last season, um, which is, I mean, it's, it's an incredible thing to uh, come into this season with, too. So I love the over on fourth, that. Fourth, they were fourth, fourth in DVOA. They were fourth in DVOA? Okay. Up next, my man, here to represent Miami. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Miami. Over, under, nine and a half games. The over, plus 135. The under, minus 160. I got to ask you, you're hitting that over? Yeah, I'm hitting the over. Um, but, you know, disclaimer, I am a Dolphins fan, so take it with a grain of salt. A few grains. I can, I can make some objectionable points about this. The Dolphins, like the Bills, are a team that's been showing uh, improvement for a couple of seasons now. 
A little, uh, a little different because the Bills were in the playoffs, but yeah. Well, you're right. And the, the, the Dolphins, uh, <laughs> they, they started a little further back, but you can see the leaps being made. Yeah. Um, so I think the defense is legit in Miami. Uh, I, I don't think that's a bias. I think, I think that uh, most people would agree. Xavier Howard, Byron Jones, Great uh, Manuel Ogba, they've, they've got some players. Um, the big question is obviously Tua. Tua mm-hmm. and, the, and the health of your receivers, because you have Wolf Fuller, who might be the most fragile NFL receiver. That's a good point. And Jalen Waddell, who looks amazing from everything we've seen, but obviously coming well, off a little bit of an injury play career in Alabama. Yeah, he had some injury issues in college, and you're, you're leaving out Devontae Parker, who just throughout his entire NFL career. Always misses like four games. Consistently injured. Now it'll probably be six because they had the games the regular season. Even add Preston Williams to that list, but two seasons in the NFL, he has yet to complete a full season. Yeah, that that is a concern. The offensive line hasn't looked the greatest, but I feel like it's all on Tua, right? Yeah, Tua's got to be the guy who they thought he was when they picked him at number five. And if he, he is, is who we thought they were. but they are who we thought they were. Exactly. If he is, we thought they then, were. <laughs> yeah, the Dolphins are going to win 10, 11. I wouldn't even be shocked if we won 12 games. I would, um, I would be very shocked. I would. Now, <laughs> I'd be I'd be stunned honestly if they won twelve games. I I know that I know that the you know we mentioned Deshaun Watson that chatters out there. Um, we'll see what happens with that. I personally believe that it's not happening in Miami, um, but we'll see what what happens there. Obviously, that could change the numbers. But as presently constructed, with Tua Tungavailoa at quarterback, with a revamped receiving core, albeit with an Achilles heel of being injured all the time. I think this offense is going to take a huge step forward uh, from what they had last year. Combine that with the defense that they put on the field last year, basically everyone returning uh, from that squad. I think that the Dolphins are certainly going to be in the conversation for the division. Now, at the end of the day, I think the Bills are a better team. They have a more proven quarterback. So I think the Bills are going to win the AFC East, but the Dolphins will be in there till the end. And I think that gets them one of those wild card spots. I looked at Miami's schedule too. I had them somewhere between eight to 10 wins. I can see them ending up with eight. I can see them ending up with 10. I think that's their range. I don't think they'll be uh, worse than that. They're 10, six last season, 10 and six last season. Their, their schedule this year, their road games, they got at Tampa, at Vegas, at New Orleans, at Tennessee, at Jacksonville, that's easy. And they also got Baltimore at home, Carolina at home. Watch out, we're sneaky. And then uh, the Colts, the Falcons, the Texans, and the Giants. So I do think the Dolphins have a schedule that can get them to 10 wins. And if I'm worried about the offensive line blocking a quarterback that has also had injury concerns in his career and who's not the biggest guy. But Tua has shown flashes of what he can become. They have really good receivers. Running backs don't matter as much in the NFL. They kind of have a rotating door, and they got to figure out if any of those end up working. But, yeah, it's going to come down to Tua. It's going to come down to how dominant can that defense be? Can that secondary be elite with Byron Jones and Xavier Howard? Or is it just going to be okay? And me personally, I think the Pats are going to finish with a better record than Miami, and I think Miami's actually going to miss the playoffs. Um, I think it's going to be close. I could see them being a seven seed, or I could – I wouldn't be shocked if Miami's in the playoffs. Just based on looking at everybody's schedule, I think they're going to fall like a, a little short, maybe end up as the eighth seed. And uh, people in Miami will go back to their lives, as LeBron said, and live in a city. <laughs> I have to bring up LeBron. You know, 
Right. I'm sorry. Six. I know. I figured you guys were over it, being that it was fucking like almost 10 years ago. Never yeah. over it. Team Petty forever. Miami did not make the playoffs. Minus 144 Grand Street. Yeah, not enough. Um, not juicy enough for me. I probably wouldn't, wouldn't dabble on that. One of the plays that I did not mention before because we were on the Bills, I don't hate Josh Allen, MVP, 13 to 1. Just 13 to 1. 13 to 1. is juicy. And one of my favorite props for next season is, sorry, Pags, Tua Tagovailoa under 3,899 and a half passing yards. That's just a lot of yards. That's and a lot. He's been a, lot. a little fragile. He misses three games. He doesn't get to that number. Yeah. So I think 4,000 yards could be a lot for him. I don't know if they're going to be slinging it that much in Miami. So I think you get good value. And unfortunately, when you're picking over unders, unders are more valuable because guys typically miss games. That's just, it's part of football. It's a physical game. Guys typically miss two, three, four, five games. If a guy gets hurt, you're hitting the under. So Mm -hmm. as much as I don't think Tua is going to have this explosive, you know, passing season, uh, maybe they will open up the playbook in a way they did it last year. Obviously they have a new OC. So things might be a lot different for Tua. And it looks like they did in the preseason. I still think that's a high number at 3,900 yards. I will say this. If, the receiving core stays healthy. I'm not so not so much even if the receiving core stays healthy. healthy. That's but like if, if the Kardashians stop fucking uh, NBA players. Understood. Look, come on. <laughs> understood. But if they do stay healthy, that is a talented core. You've got Park Devontae Parker, Will Fuller, Jalen Waddle, Albert Wilson. Everyone's forgotten about him because he took the year off for COVID. But he's an explosive guy. He is. They've got a lot of dynamic weapons that they did not have last year. So they did no, they added weapons for two. If they stay healthy, but that's the big question, right? Because none of these guys are really known for that. Exactly. But like I said, I wouldn't be shocked if the Dolphins are a playoff team. I just personally don't have them in. Let's go next. All right. Up next, we've got the Pats over under nine, over minus 140, surprisingly, uh, under plus 120 to win the division, plus 360. Pats last season. Uh, record seven nine. Probably so, the worst. Might, might have had. Might have been bottom three in the entire NFL in terms of skill players uh, in football last year. New England. You been? Are you blaming uh, Cam Newton for that? Or no, I'm blaming. <laughs> I'm, I'm blaming. Um, he is one of the skill players. What a no. Well, he. Well, yes, you're right because he's so dynamic as a quarterback that he is. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's um, what I. But receivers I and running backs, they probably had the worst grouping of receivers last year in the NFL <laughs> and tight ends. But obviously, they get Hunter Henry. They get Jonu Smith. Uh, they add Nelson Aguilar, who was really good for, uh, for Oakland and kind of revitalized his career after uh, becoming a joke on a Philly news station for how much he was dropping passes that they uh, <laughs> said he was catching babies, unlike Aguilar, which is still like, an epic uh, interview. But I just think that the Patriots, with this offensive line, with all of these guys who are now opting in, who missed last season on their defense, they get Kyle Van Noy back from uh, – from Pags' team down here in Miami. Matthew Judon, who I've always been a big fan of from Baltimore, is added to their team. And I just think they're going to be really good. Gilmore can get back and play this season. And then the, mo- the most interesting storyline is going to be Cam or Mac Jones, right? Like, who's going to be the quarterback? Um, Cam, obviously, another guy who isn't getting vaccinated. So that could cause him in this competition because he misses a game. Mac Jones does the Tom Brady, steps up, has a great performance, and now – Cam Newton's on the bench. You know, Bill Belichick likes to have stability. 
Um, so that could affect Cam, but it did look for me like in the preseason, Cam had a little more zip on his throws. He was moving the ball down the field. The issue is, can he sustain that? We saw it last year where his shoulder got weaker over the season. He didn't have that same accuracy going downfield, but he was also playing with JV receivers. So him really upgrading who he's going to be playing with. Also, they got Kenny Bourne, the Bourne identity on their team now with Jacoby <laughs> Myers. Uh, Nikhil Harry, maybe he can kind of channel the fact that he was a fucking first-round pick and not some bum who was like a free agent pickup. Like maybe he can show up and remember how to play football. I had the Pats winning nine to ten games. I like Pats to make the playoffs at wow. plus 126. But even more, Pats wild card team – Plus 320. It's juicy. You know I like juicy. It's all good. So, uh, yeah, and uh, if you don't know, now you know. So give me the Pats plus 320 wild card. I just love the value, and I'm going to give you another wild card pick later on in the podcast that if either hits, I'm going to make money. So Pags is shaking his head. He's distraught. He's beside himself. You know me. I, I do love Cam. Even though Cam might not get this whole season, I still like Mac Jones. So either way, I think New England has two competent guys at quarterback. Some people might say Cam's no longer competent. I disagree, and I also love his hats. So or is Patriots, that, or is that one kid? That um, one kid that, I like them. I, I also like Damian Harris, right, who's their running back. I think it's interesting value. I got to look it up again. But him to lead the NFL in touchdowns, now that we've had the Sonny, Sonny Michelle move, I think has juicy odds. Bill Simmons actually talked about that today. And I also low-key may, maybe even like Damian Harris yards because he has some juicy odds, but I'm going to look him up now. Roger, you, you, you said the word dynamic with Cam Newton. I, uh, I, I think <laughs> most, you're thinking – Most rushing touchdowns all time uh, in the NFL. No, no, no right, right. But I, I think you're thinking past tense. Though. Led the league in <laughs> rushing touchdowns uh, last year for quarterbacks, actually. <laughs> Now, he couldn't pass last year, really, but his shoulder looked better. So, And like I said, if, if Cam looks like shit, they still got Matt Jones, who's like a vet quarterback basically coming out of college, who's ready to step in with these weapons and with the greatest coach of all time, Bill Belichick. Yeah. I, I, who's I, there to avenge Brady. I, I Belichick like, has to make the playoffs this year, dude. If not, he's just going to go into oblivion. I don't fear macaroni Jones. I fear <laughs> what Mac Jones could do in Bill Belichick's. Mac Jones uh, looked better at Alabama than Tua Tagovailoa. Hot take. Uh, I mean, are, have you seen them uh, shirtless? I uh, I contest that statement. Well, okay. Mac, well, Mac, well, Mac Jones has got them. Okay. Mike, Mike has we're been running off on you. He's not trying to look at these dudes shirtless. That has yeah. nothing to do we're with We're back, baby. We're, we're back. Nice and warm, man. Um, <laughs> no, but I, one thing to consider with the Pats. Let, let's forget about the quarterback for a second, right? This is a team that I think, what, half their team uh, quit? Uh, before the season ended for COVID uh, precautionary no, reasons? No, before the season. Right. So they're getting all those guys back. Uh, I guess minus Stephen Gilmore because of holdout reasons. But he'll be back. They're getting – and you feel like at one, you know, one way or another he'll be back on, on the field too. This team is not going to be what you saw last year, at least defensively. Bill Belichick is still Bill Belichick. And they did upgrade the offense somewhat. I wouldn't call it, you know, I wouldn't say it's a all total makeover where that offense look going to look completely different. But they did get better. Yeah, and he's, uh, he's going with the Aaron Hernandez Gronk dual tight end thing that worked well, worked well for him. Yeah, obviously, let, you know. Let, let's let's just hope one of them's not a uh, double murderer. But uh, 
Look, <laughs> probably don't don't sleep. Hunter Henry looks it, it, no, no, Hunter Henry does look Hunter scary. Henry. That's who his name is Hunter. Yeah, <laughs> I don't try. I don't trust. Yeah, him. I don't trust Hunter either. Yeah, no, I'm just um, kidding. But they, but what do you got, Mike? What do you got, Mike? Two things for you. Damian Harris is over under on yards is eight hundred seventy five and a half. Like the over. Sign me up. You like the over. Mm-hmm. Giving that as a pick. Bam. Write it down. Yep. Boom. Yeah. Follow alert. You know, it, it's hard for me to trust that type of bet for a New England running back, though, because they've just been such a committee system for such a long time that it's it's hard for anyone, any one of them to reach. Like, combined, they'll all get close. But for one of them to get there, I just don't think the touches are going to be there. Yeah, last year he had 691, uh, 137 carries. I think he they, they really didn't play him down the stretch because uh, they kind of knew they weren't going to make the playoffs. So I think if he gets – uh, if they're in a playoff race and he's getting his normal touches and plays the whole season now with no Sony Michelle, so he's kind of going to be opening as a starter. Uh, last year he didn't even play in September, so you add four games for him last year. He gets to eight seventy five. Uh, so give me that and give me for him to lead uh, the the NFL in touchdowns. You know, throw twenty bucks on it. Why not? Yeah, uh, yeah. And Cam was trying to rush as often as he could too. But speaking of which. Cam, no odds, no uh, no odds for his passing yards uh, this season. Him, yeah, I, I would take the under if there was. I really if there was, exactly, exactly. I, I wanted to take the under. I was that's why why it's not up because yeah. too, there's too much variability. They don't want to open themselves up to that. All right, and up next, last in the AFC East, the controversial two fourteen. Oh no, we suck again. Uh, Jets, who's over under this season is six. Minus 115 uh, for the over, minus 105 for the under. It's pick them. Division plus 1,600. But yeah, never have Dolphin fans been happier than J-E-T-S, <laughs> suck, suck, suck. Uh, that's kind of been the situation for the Jets since the butt fumble, and it hasn't gotten better. Uh, but I do like Zach Wilson a little bit. I think it's interesting, at least. They made a change. Um, he's probably their most interesting quarterback prospect since Mark Sanchez, and I'd say he def- obviously being a higher pick. Looks like definitely a more dynamic athlete. Um, so I actually, to start off, like him. Interesting at plus 650 for rookie of the year, just because he's mm-hmm. going to play all 17 games. They did load up at receiver, got Corey Davis. Uh, they got Denzel Mims from Baylor, still have Jamison Crowder. Mm-hmm. Uh, got Elijah, Elijah Moore from uh, Ole Miss, who Odell Beckham and A.J. Brown are super high on. So it looks like he has some weapons at receiver. Um, and the, the, the fucking worst head coach in NFL history, Adam Gase, is finally out of there. So I think that's obviously going to go uh, a long way for the Jets. So I still think they go under. Um, I wouldn't put money on it. This is not one of my picks. I think they're going to be somewhere in the four to five win range. Um, I still don't think they have enough talent on both sides of the ball. Uh, their offensive line's getting better, but I still think it needs some work. And they have a rookie quarterback who I still think We'll have some growing pains in the NFL. Uh, we still don't know how good uh, Robert Sala is going to be as a head coach, even though he should really reinvigorate that defense. At least that's what he was good at and what he did in San Francisco. But give me the Jets under. I wouldn't take it, but I don't hate it um, if you did want to go under six at minus 105. Well, good thing with FanDuel, you could do alternate over-unders um, on wins. So you can, uh, you can play around with it a little bit. Maybe do six and a half. I don't hate it. I don't think the Jets are going to be more than a six-win team. Their road games this year at Carolina, at Denver, at Atlanta, at Indy, they should beat the Texans. Um, And they also have Tampa, New Orleans, Philly. 
uh, Cincinnati, Jacksonville, Tennessee. So they have like three or four winnable games in there, but they're also in a tough conference. So they got to go play Miami. They got to go play New England and they got to go play Buffalo. And I just think what maybe best case for them, they go two and four in the division, but more than likely they go one and five or zero and six. So I just think it's going to be, there's not enough wins for the Jets to find in the schedule this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, real quick. I'm, I'm, I also like the under with the Jets. Um, Shocking. The, I do. I also do like <laughs> Zach Wilson rookie of the year. I like it more than the, uh, the Trevor Lawrence odds. I like it uh, more than Trey Lance, uh, Justin, Justin Fields at the moment. Yeah. I, I just, I fear the only thing I'll say is I fear his team would let him down in, in a ton of instances. Um, you know, that receiving core isn't terrible, but you know, I'm not going to say that like it's it's great by any by any means. So yeah, I I'm I'm also under with the Jets. Uh, I do have one better uh, one rookie of the year candidate that I like more, but Zach Wilson's a pretty good one if you think it's going to be a quarterback. All right, cool. Let's go. Uh, unless you got something more for the Jets, we we could move on to uh, they got uh, they got Corey Davis too, right from Tennessee. That what? They grabbed Corey Davis too, right? Corey, yeah, I mentioned him. Corey Davis. Oh, okay, okay. Corey Davis, Denzel Mims. I said, we'll see if he could be a legit number one there, but they have some weapons there. Terrific. Awesome. All right. We're going to jump down or jump over to the AFC West, starting with the guys who broke my heart back in February. It wasn't really that most Tom Brady who broke my heart. But Chiefs, over, under, pretty high. 12 season with the over at plus 120. And the under, under 12 and a half, minus 140 to win the division, a disgusting minus 290. So let's talk about the Chiefs and what this season means after what happened in February. Uh, so, yeah, I think the Chiefs come out hot. I think the Chiefs come out firing. Um, I think Pat Mahomes, obviously, still the best quarterback in football. Travis Kelsey, still the best tight end in football. Tyree Kill, still the fastest man in football. So I think that whole package, that whole team is still a – I have them going 13 and 4. I wouldn't – I think 12 and a half is a risky take at uh, plus 120. It's not terrible. 12 and a half wins. Uh, maybe just take them to go over 12 wins. Do they have that? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. but maybe that's something that I would consider with the Chiefs um, just so that way you, you, you could get five losses and you won't feel terrible. Yeah, if you wanted to do that, if you wanted to be uh, to be safe and go over 11 and a half, minus 160. If you want to throw that in, well, there you go. You got your uh, – you could do the uh, the minus one sixty there and the minus one fifty for the uh, for the bills, um, parlay that together. But yeah, over eleven and a half is minus one sixty. Over thirteen and a half plus two ten. Yeah, the minus one sixty is not gross because I I find it hard for the Chiefs not to win twelve games uh, this year. So that's definitely something that I think is juicy. I think even Pat Mahomes five to one uh, MVP. I know that's mm-hmm. never exciting, but if Pat Mahomes is healthy healthy for seventeen weeks. Um, I just don't see why he can't win it. Something else I like this year, Travis Kelsey, 13 to one, most receiving yards in the NFL. They don't have Sammy Watkins. We don't know what we're going to get out of McCole Hardman. They obviously have Byron Pringle. They still got Demarcus Robinson, but I can see Mahomes depending on Kelsey a lot this year. And if Kelsey plays all 17 weeks and the bills are as good as we expect, maybe the chiefs do have to play late in the season because they do want to get that one seed. So I like Travis Kelsey yards, um, and I'm leaning Chiefs over, but I think the move is what uh, we talked about earlier. Bills and Chiefs, plus 124, both to win the division. I still think they both win the division. Um, I think they're the two best teams in the AFC. Maybe the Cleveland Browns are a close third. Uh, I know that's chalk, but I really do think those are probably 
the two or three best teams in the in the AFC. But I do think the Bills and Chiefs have some separation. Okay, best regular season record: Chiefs plus four fifty. Yeah, I'm, I'm, it's possible, but it's not juicy enough for me. Same thing with the Super Bowl odds: the five to one. That's why I think I might go Bills for that two hundred dollar Fanduel bet over the Chiefs. Why not? Why not? To go yeah, I, don't, I don't see them losing five games. Uh, their one problem, their one problem they had was the offensive line. They seem to have completely fixed it in one offseason. Bravo on that. Uh, I, love I just, the trade I for Orlando Brown. Love it. Yeah, absolutely. Because what are you? that first-round pick is going to be deep anyways. And, and to, to get a potentially franchise left tackle for Pat Mahomes, forget about it. It's a no-brainer. They made great moves this offseason. They're not losing five games. No, they yeah they were fucking parting like the Red Sea in that Super Bowl. It was disgusting. I thought I saw Moses in the stands, but it was Brady. It was unbelievable. I it was Mahomes. Mahoses. Yeah, <laughs> Moses sounds like. Uh, it also sounds like. Yeah. So, uh, what do, what are your take on the Chiefs, Mike? You like anything there? Just uh, looking for shits and giggles at seventeen and no record. Chiefs thirty four hundred. Beautiful. Line. That's it. Only thirty four to one. That's still like I feel like there should be yeah. more. For That's a lot to ask for. That's a lot to ask for. I do like the odds boost that was thrown on today. I talked to Roger a little bit about it earlier. Um, you only have an hour and a half to get this, uh, but it's Chiefs to start the season four and zero. So no losses in their first four games. Plus three fifty from plus two fifty. Roger, talk to me about. Uh, remind me who they're playing the first four games. I think it was Cleveland and then at Baltimore were the two tough games. At Baltimore, back to back. All right. and that's why I wasn't uh, I wasn't crazy about it because I think those are two very losable games, even though I do think they come out firing. But I think yeah. Cleveland at home week one, Cleveland's going to come out hot at Baltimore, going to face Lamar Jackson, somebody that they've had some interesting battles with over the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Those are two very losable games, but I still like plus 350. It's, you know, I, I like the odds. It's still like pretty nice odds. Yeah, four games only. Yeah, Baltimore is your biggest spoiler um, potential for that bet. I think um, I'm. I don't know. I'm. I'm not looking at Cleveland as like, oh, the the Chiefs will might lose that game. Nah, they almost I, did. I think it's Baltimore. No, no, I, understood, yeah. understood. But I, I don't know. I, I just, I don't see them losing. Five games. Pat Mahomes getting injured. I, I was gonna say that was uh that was Pat Mahomes getting injured. And I mean, even Cleveland on paper this year, like they're not bad. They're not bad at all. And even without OBJ last year, not that OBJ was going to make the biggest difference in the world for them, but even without OBJ last year, um, they were they were a pretty good team. They were a pretty good team. They got a better O-line and great weapons. Yeah, yeah. Made playoffs for the first time in who knows how many years. Um, but we'll get to them in a little bit, uh, and the Ravens. Up next in the uh, AFC West. Go Chargers, go! The Chargers, over under, nine and a half. Plus 110 for the over, minus 135 for the under. Win the division, plus 490. Go ahead, Pags, Well, just, just ignore that uh, win the division uh, bet. Then. <laughs> You're just throwing money away. But <laughs> I will say this. I have the L.A. Chargers being the most improved team this year uh, in the NFL. I, I think they're going to win 11, maybe even 12 games. Uh, for all the things you could say about how bad the Chargers were last year, it wasn't talent. Nobody said that that roster's not talented enough to win. It was quite clearly the coaching or lack thereof. Um, now, I don't know if this coaching staff is any different. For all I know, it could be another, uh, you know, firing uh, down the road in the next three years or so. But I, let's say they are good. This team is talented enough to win double digits. They've got uh, – 
weapons on offense, the, despite losing Hunter Henry, I think they'll, they'll still be fine. Uh, I think their receivers are going to be a little healthier this year than they were last year. Got um, uh, Eckler still there at running back. Like, they've got a lot of weapons. Still got Keenan Allen. Still got Mike Williams. Yeah, they still got some guys. They are going to – Pretty good O-line. And they've got a quarterback who's for real. Good quarterback. Justin Herbert had a great season last season. Yeah, he's a 2000 MVP this year. If he doesn't have, like, a slump at all, and if he, like, kind of keeps it up coming into the season, I like the Chargers over uh, nine and a half at plus 110. I like more the same bet, wild card for the Chargers, plus 230. Uh, yeah, so you mm. take the Pats, you take the Chargers, one of them hits, you make money. They both hit, you could take your girl out to, like, the best steakhouse in town, <laughs> wine and dine a little bit. No. It's simple as pie, man. You plant your feet in the ground, you look square in the eyes, and you say, hey, baby, you and me's going on today. That's in the story. What's the name? Lance. Listen here, Lance. Lance. What the fuck did I just hear, Lance? But I do like the Chargers to, to make the wild card. I like them to make the playoffs, but at plus 126, us both just talking about we don't see them winning the division. Why take the plus 126? when I could just take them to be a wild card team at plus 230. So lock me in, Chargers plus 230. Justin Herbert, I do think, is the real deal. They get Derwin James back, who, comeback player of the year, Derwin James, 26 to one, I do think has some interesting value. Um, and that's it, that's what I got on the Chargers. Okay. All right, terrific. Justin Herbert, MVP, plus 2000, just saying. Not, not yet, but. Not yet. But yeah, <laughs> interesting though, 20 to one, yeah. uh, good, good value. All right. Can't hate it. Let's head over to Ray, to, to uh, Vegas, play some craps. Raiders, over yes, under. Yes, sir, shooter. Shooter, shooter, shoot. Over under, seven. It's a pick em, minus 110, minus 110. Uh, I know you said not to mention the division, but for the fuck of it, just for the sake of it, 1,700 uh, to win the division. Well, they're but, Super Bowl odds. Oh, they're Super Bowl odds. <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. They're not going to the Super Bowl. Um, so the Raiders, I like – Kind of leaning over, maybe them getting to eight wins. Maybe they go eight and nine. Uh, Raiders have been with a healthy Derek Carr, and they still have Mariota uh, uh, off the bench, have been a pretty solid team. What scares me the most is probably like their underdeveloped receiving core with Henry Ruggs, Renfro, and now they're depending on Edwards. But I've loved what I've seen out of Josh Jacobs, like the addition of Kenny on Drake, like Darren Waller. The offensive line was better last year, and they added Leatherwood from Alabama. So I do think offensively they should be a little bit better this year. Uh, defensively, they definitely need some work. So if that young secondary isn't better this year, yes, they could be in trouble defensively, and that'll probably be the difference. But they don't have the hardest strength of schedule. Um, they are in a relatively difficult division, but the Raiders are weird. They beat the Chiefs every year at least once. That division just kind of beats each other up. So if the Raiders are able to, like, piece together two and four, three and three in the AFC West, then they only have to win five games outside of it. I think they're capable of doing that. So I like them getting to eight, but I wouldn't put my money on it. Uh, the only bet I would give you for the Raiders, another thing that I'm just throwing shit at the wall, 37 to one, Derek Carr to lead the NFL in passing. And the only reason I say that is the Raiders and John Gruden love to throw. They're probably going to be down a lot. They're going to be mediocre enough that they'll probably play him all year. So if Derek Carr doesn't get hurt, maybe he throws for, he threw for 4,000 last year. So maybe he throws for 4,600. Wow. Somebody wow. else doesn't go off 
and he sneaks in there. It's 37 to one. I'm going to throw 20 bucks on it. I'm not saying this is in no way a lock, but an interesting play. He threw for 4,000 last season? Yeah. And that was with Mariota playing, what, two games for him? Um, I've heard – No, played. I think last year he played – I think last year he played in all 16 games. I don't know if he finished all 16 games, but I think he played in all 16 games last he, year. He, he hurt himself that one game that Mariota came and finished, and I could have sworn Mariota played the, the following week. He might have. I got to look it up, but um, – but, yeah, as you mentioned, an interesting team. Beat the Chiefs, lost to the Jets. Yeah, yeah, but that, that's been the Raiders' M.O. They've just been like this, this strange, strange team. I'm really down on the Raiders this year. I, I think that this is a, a bad situation going back to last year, and I only see it getting worse. Uh, you did mention their offensive line played better last year. You are correct, but the problem is they're gone. Uh, only Richie Incognito is the, the only offensive lineman, the starting offensive lineman left from last year's line. They all vacated. Oh, Colton Miller's back. Or was Colton Miller playing last year? Or was he hurt? Yeah, no, no, he was good. He was 33rd on a pro football focus. Right. Had a solid year. Three, the other three two guys were not. Three-fifths of that line was not here. And then you got a rookie starting right tackle with Alex Leatherwood, who I liked as a prospect, but I, I just – I don't know. Hey, his that's, name's that's fucking Leatherwood. That's I know, amazing. Bad, badass <laughs> name. But listen, I, I just – I think the Raiders are in for a bad season. I, I would not take the over on them. I'd actually feel pretty good about taking the under there. Um, as far as beating the Chiefs every year, look, I'm a Dolphins fan. We beat the Patriots once every year. It didn't mean we were any good any of those years. No, that's not a win. I'm saying to get to seven, you don't have to win that many games. Seven and ten, uh, you could still lose ten games. So I think with the extra game, I think seven is attainable. You, so I wouldn't be shocked. You got the quarterback on the hot seat, um, the GM on the hot seat. The coach should be on the hot seat, but he signed a massive contract that gave him a lot of job security. Yeah, we, I, don't want I, him, just, I don't want him back on Monday Night Football. I'm good with him <laughs> in, uh, out there in Vegas. They pick up, they pick yeah. up Willie Sneed. Yeah, oh, man, I'm sorry. Did I, did I forget to mention that? Uh, Willie Sneed, really. Uh, Shout out. Yeah. yeah Maybe, no, he might be their number one receiver this year. Who knows? <laughs> I know. I know he's not going to be. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Gerald McCoy also got picked up this year, a guy who missed all of last year. I think he tore – was it his Achilles going into the season with the Cowboys? Yes. Played with the Panthers a couple years back. Great Tampa Bay defensive tackle for years. Uh, but, yeah, man, like I said, I wouldn't take it. I don't love uh, Vegas, but an interesting uh, team that I could see getting to eight games. But let's finish it off in the mile high where I just was, Denver, Colorado. Eight and a half, over under eight and a half, minus 120 for the over, uh, plus 100 for the under, division, 700. So let's go with the Broncos. You just coming back from Denver, how was that? It was great. Uh, actually, uh, they're plus 156 to make the playoffs. Um, the altitude, you have to get used to And you to like it. that? Huh? No, I don't and like that. Like, I don't like oh, that. Okay. I don't like uh, Denver to make the playoffs. I'm leaning under. I'm leaning Denver to finish eight and nine, um, mm. you know, Experiencing the Teddy Two Gloves uh, roller coaster last season, the guy who on third and nine would take four yard passes because he just doesn't take chances like at all, just isn't the quarterback that's going to ever push the ball down the field. And maybe with Denver's receivers, they think that's what they need because they have a ton of playmakers who could do stuff after the catch. But I just don't think Teddy Bridgewater is the type of quarterback that's going to get you over the hump. I don't think the Broncos are that good that you can just have a game manager get you where you need to go. I was kind of surprised they didn't go for Drew Locke, even though I know he's more of a risk taker, might make a couple of more mistakes. 
But I think with Teddy Bridgewater, maybe, you know, Vic uh, is fighting for his job right now and he's trying to get as many wins as possible. I just don't see it in Denver. I have him winning eight games. I don't hate it either way. I just don't think Teddy Bridgewater can do it for you. That defense has lost a lot of guys over the years. Yes, they get Von Miller back and they have Bradley Chubb, but I'm still interested to see if they can get to the form that it was once at and if Teddy Bridgewater can lead this offense to be uh, some kind of powerful dynamic offense. And I just don't see it with him. And I have Denver eight wins, uh, not touching it though, staying away. Yeah, everything about this team just screams mediocrity to me. So, that's Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy fucking mediocrity Bridgewater. Yeah, but I mean, I, you know, okay, Check down Bridgewater. He hurt you he last season. He hurt. He hurt you bad last season. And you had a lot of faith. You had a, a decent amount of faith in Teddy Bridgewater at the beginning of the season. But yeah, I had optimism early in the year because he had pushed the ball a little bit, and then he just had like two games where it was like third and nine, and he fucking threw a three yard pass, and I was like, "You fucking suck, dude." Like, how do you game, just right? like how do you just like willingly lose without even like a fighting chance? That's like. You being in a UFC fight and you just rolling over in the last 10 seconds and not trying to knock the dude out. Like, you can't be a pussy as a quarterback in the NFL. You've got to push the ball down the field. I'd rather you make a turnover, but give yourself a chance to make a play. And he doesn't do that. He just doesn't yeah. do that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I'm just happy that Teddy Two Gloves is still playing, though. There's something about it that warms my heart. I yeah, I, you know. It never did for me, that fucking dick. <laughs> Started off with him fucking beating Rutgers on a bum ankle. It's going to be a really slow, boring season for the Denver Broncos. So, hey, all you Denver residents, you're going to be spending plenty of time at your local dispensaries, which isn't such a bad thing. And, you know, hopefully well, you'll take a nice nap by the time you wake up. It'll be the next season already. Yeah, that's what you're going to want. Go to Cali's. Patrick Sertain Jr., though. Hey, you didn't even mention that. Patrick Sertain Jr. Oh, yeah. Son yeah. of the great Patrick Sertain, great quarterback in Miami uh, on the Broncos this year. So, Exciting. And they have a great safety in Simmons. The defense does have potential. I just see eight wins. So that was the end of part one. We did AFC East and AFC West. Part two, we will do AFC North and AFC South. Make sure to keep listening.